0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 254 with Sarah Bragg. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Sarah on the show today. We are going to be talking about her brand new book, but I did take it down a different path because we ended up talking about our daughters. So this episode wasn't meant to just be about girls, but that's the way that it went once I found out that she had two girls they're a little bit ahead of my girls. And so I thought this would be great for other moms who have preteens or teenagers. And um, some of the subjects we just talk about is just like the hormonal changes that are happening with girls um you know what to expect what to look for also just body image and not just with our daughters but for ourselves and what um what that looks like I know for me in 2019 I have lost over 50 pounds and um I had to be really careful like talking about just losing weight and what I said and because I didn't want the girls to think that they needed to lose weight or that it was an issue that like I was the size that I wanted to be. um, But that I wanted to just be stronger and I wanted less weight on my body to be able to move around. And so, you know, as having, having girls is like a whole different ball game and you have their little eyes and ears like on you and they're listening to what you're saying and what you're doing. And so, We just talked about this and Sarah shared with us uh, her journey on having an eating disorder when she was younger. And so I wanted to just get to the heart of this because I just thought, you know what? I think other moms need to hear this. So you guys, if you know of friends that have daughters that are in this age range, please share this episode with them. I think it will be really encouraging and inspiring to them. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. All right, guys. So you know that I got certified as a life and weight loss coach in July. If you didn't, I did. Um, I started this journey back in January, and it has been so much fun. And just talking to Sarah today about body image and, you know, helping our daughters and um, how do you want to show up for them and show up best for ourselves. You know, I realize as I'm coaching my clients that, um, you know, with society and all the things that come at us um we have a very skewed i feel like view on how we should look and i think it creates this very unhealthy like crash diet like we'll do whatever it takes to lose the weight um and then you end up not being able to maintain it and and this is where I come in I love coaching on this because I have had to figure out how to keep my weight off so if you guys are feeling like you're failing a diet over and over again and you can't be consistent or committed this is where I come in I would love for you to set up a free 30 minute consultation with me you just go to mominspiredshow.com click the coaching tab find a time that works for you. If you have any questions, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. I would love to talk with you and see if this would be a good fit. Um, But I just really want to help moms have a healthy relationship um, with their bodies, but also moms that want to actually lose weight as well. And I truly believe that you can do both. All right, you guys, let's go to the show. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so
1: happy to be with you.
0: Okay. So I have um, an icebreaker I like to ask my guests. And the question is, um, what do you wish you could have told your younger self? And it could be your younger self as like a teenager or in your 20s or even just before being a mom. Um, anything that stands mm-hmm. out to you? Ugh, I feel
1: like the common theme. I wish there was something fun I could say, but I'm like, we just go deep. Okay, yeah, let's just jump in. Yeah, yeah let's, let's just do jump it. In. Yeah. Push me in the deep end. Okay. Um, I feel like I would have to tell myself that it is okay to fail. Like mm. you should want to fail. Yeah. Like failure is good. There's so much to learn. Um, cause I think I spent so much of like, even like being a little kid, like I wouldn't even, I remember, um, we laugh about it, but I was like five and did gymnastics for one time, like a day and my mom came (laughs) in the gym and I was like hanging (laughs) on the bars crying. Mm. And so then she just like never took me back. Um, but I didn't like doing things that I wasn't good at. Like I I wanted to be the best, Yes. even though I'd never done something before. So it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Um, I think even as a little kid, that was the case or, you know, playing sports through, you know, high school and college and all of that. And into my early twenties and career and motherhood, all of it. Yeah. I feel like I spent so much of my time being afraid to fail. And, um, I remember this was probably like three years ago. I really started thinking, okay, what can I do that I might fail at? Because Mm -hmm. I really want to prove to myself that you will survive. Like you can fail at something and, and, Get back up. And tr- either try again or move on. Like, and it's okay. And so I think I, I really wish I had understood that before I was 40. That would have been nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That is one thing. Um, I actually got certified as a life coach this past July. Um, I was talking to you um, before that I'm a travel agent, but with everything with the travel industry kind of just being all over the place, um, I knew I wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper and help moms pass the podcast. And one of the things, well, that was a scary thing for me to do the certification. It started in yeah. January, went to July. It's something that, in your class that we'd have to do Zoom, you'd have to practice coaching, you have instructors and they're pretty much critiquing you. So, um, and they're pretty much like, you want to be told like the things that you can improve on, which sounds scary. You're kind of like, no, I really don't, but you kind of do so that you can get better. And so it kind of made me think about that um, when you're talking about failing, that you learn so much when you fail. And really, if you're not failing, you're kind of not growing, right? Like, because you're doing everything that's safe.
1: Right. And yeah. I, I just think there's so much that happens outside of our comfort zones yes. that we have to push ourselves out. And I, I know all this to be true, Yeah, but it's like, I want my, I go into like self-protection mode. Oh yeah. I'm Your like, brain oh, wants to protect
0: you. you right. Yeah. No, no,
1: no, no. Don't do not don't don't, 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 try that. You yeah. know? And so, <laughs> but I do think like raising my girls and pushing them to mm-hmm. try things, yes. that was one of the highlighters for me of going, oh, like you're okay with them failing. And you know that yep. them failing is not the end of the world. Like, let's think about that for yourself.
0: Exactly. Yeah, my girls just started ninjastic, so it's it's gymnastics, ninja warrior, so it's pretty fun. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. And they have so much fun. And like yesterday they were like, Oh, so they get into this harness on a trampoline and then one of the instructors pulls them up so they're kind of like elevated a little bit so that they can flip backwards. And so um so they were saying to me, I think both of them were saying, Oh, So I couldn't do it the first time by myself, like the, he had to kind of help them, but they could do it the second time. And this is, I think the second time that they've done it in the past few weeks because they rotate like their, where they're, what routines and what things they're doing. And, um, the fact that they were just kind of like, so I didn't get it the first time, but I did it the second time and they were so excited. And I know too, like when they first did Ninjastics, they were with, there's boys and girls, but there were boys that could do things. And I think they have been doing it for a while. And they were, mm. my oldest was kind of like, like, I can't do that. Like I don't know how to do some of these things. And I'm like, you don't know how long they've been doing this. I said, you just started. I said, you'll get better. And just seeing them over a span of several weeks, only doing it one time a week. I mean, they are so excited. And I feel like they really see their progression, especially this kind yes. of, I think, platform in, with it being ninja warrior with gymnastics. Um, (laughs) it's like, there's a lot of things that you can see like, oh, you might be able to grab something easier or you may be able to like, uh, do a course a little bit easier. And, and so it just made me think about that when you were talking about failing and, and how easy it would have been for them to be like, yeah, I'm not as good as everyone else. So let's just quit. But instead I think they get excited when they see the progress.
1: Yes, and that's so good. And that those are the things that we have to work on. Like I remember my daughter when she was little, like 6 or 7, and she wanted to play the guitar. She was in like major Taylor Swift phase. Oh yeah. Like, cut her <laughs> bangs and everything. Like okay. it was that yep. phase. Um, which she later regretted like we all do if yep. we cut bangs. But um, <laughs> she went to her first guitar lesson and like came home and she was like trying to like do what she did. Yeah. And which she was actually doing pretty good, but in her mind she like wasn't. so she threw herself on the floor and she was like rolling around and crying and being like, like, Oh my gosh, I'm the worst. And I was like, I'm sorry. How long have you been playing the guitar? She's like, like a day. And I said, um, more like an hour. Like you did not come out of my womb playing Mm -hmm. a guitar. Like, yep. There's a learning curve, and that's okay. Like I know, uh, if we can just think about like motherhood, you're not just because you have like you have were a, a kid doesn't yeah. make you <laughs> understand how to raise one, right? You know, or just because you had a parent doesn't mean you know yeah, how to parent you automatically. know. so hey, it's okay to be a beginner. Um, I love to, it, and I think and that's one of the. I wish I was okay with being a beginner. I just felt like I had to be a professional from the
0: beginning. Yes, yeah, and you know what? That you made me think of this when we started coaching. They actually really said. Like you are a beginner. Like this is like you don't know any of the stuff. So just be okay with not knowing the stuff that you don't know. And and I was like, oh – that is so good because you do kind of feel like you need to show up in a way that you already know. But it's right. like, well, why would I be going to this? Why would I be getting certified if I already knew everything right. I needed to do? Right. Right. Like I'm just going to print my own certificate. It's fine. Yeah, right. it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, like, I will say that life coaching, there's no uh, like standard. So people could go and do it for an hour right. <laughs> and be like, I'm done. And so I did okay, it. I my, I've had it all. <laughs> <laughs> so but it was really good. And it was a really good um lesson for me and it, and it really stretched me. And, um, and, and so I agree, like when you see your children, you're very like fast to be like, it's okay. It's okay. But like to yourself, you're kind of like, no, I should know everything and know how to do it all. And, um, so I think that was really, I think that's great. And it kind of ties into everything that we're going to be talking about today. But first I want to have you just kind of tell us your first and last name, um, where huh? you live, how many kids you have and their ages. Okay. So I'm
1: Sarah Bragg. We now live in Cleveland, Tennessee, which is just outside of Chattanooga, but we have moved from Atlanta area. We've been there for years and years and years. And so, but I grew up in this part of Tennessee and just felt like it was time to come home. And I've got two girls. Sinclair is 13 in eighth grade and Rory is 11 in sixth grade. So we are just smack dab in middle school.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So I still have a year, uh, for that. I'm not looking forward to it and I'm not looking forward to to the split (laughs) schedules of one in elementary and one in middle. And, um, that was no
1: fun. That was no fun. That
0: that doesn't sound fun. So I'm trying to enjoy that. They're still on the same schedule Mm -hmm. uh, before it changes. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Sarah, how about you share with us how you got to where you are today and then we'll kind of jump into the interview.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I've been kind of, I don't know, in some way writing and communicating my whole career, I I started actually in minor league baseball and um, I worked in marketing and kind of community relations. I just have always loved connecting with people and communicating and I loved baseball. And so I still love baseball. And so, but I did not enjoy working all the time. Like baseball was literally like all the time. And, and so I kind of from there transitioned to working for some nonprofits. And, um, that's where I really honed some of my communication skills and writing skills. And, um, and, and then that's where I've been in that field probably for the last 20 years, um, just in nonprofit Mm. and, um, and working as a content editor and a writer and a communicator. And, um, and, and along the way, when my girls were born, I guess Sinclair was probably, you know, zero to two, and then Rory came along. Those were just such hard years. Um, no one really told me how hard that was going to be, especially with trying to work and trying to, um, for me as a writer, to write when you weren't sleeping and when things were just hard. And so I just... I don't know. I kind of lost the ability to write during those years. I allowed my own insecurities and fears to overwhelm me to the point where I was like, well, I guess I'm just not going to write anymore. I'm just not going to communicate anymore. Um, and that took some uh, several years to work through th- those insecurities um, to get to the other side of that. But once I did, I just had really missed Communicating, talking. I love connecting with people. I love, I'm a verbal processor and I love learning. And it was then, this was um, I guess almost seven years ago, I just had this idea. This was podcasts were just kind of getting going. People were starting to pay attention to podcasts. And I thought, I think I'm gonna start a podcast. Like that mm. sounds fun. Yeah. To have conversations with people, and I yep. could have people on the show that um, that know more than me. It almost felt like free counseling. I was like, "What do I yes. need help with? Let me just invite <laughs> these experts on the show yeah. and let's have a conversation." Yep. Um, and so I launched the podcast back in 2015, and it's called Surviving Sarah. And it's just, I want to be a guide to help people survive where they are with with their relationships, their work, their self, their faith, whatever it is. Like all the things that I feel like I'm surviving myself with. Yeah, That's what I wanted the show to be about. And so from there, I just, you know, kind of, built that muscle again of confidence of going, yeah, like this is, I have something I want to say. I I loved writing. I've loved all of that. And, and so then became the process of let's, let's, let's write again. Um, and, and so then the book that uh, my book just launched yesterday, it's called A Mother's Guide to Raising Herself. What parenting taught me about life, faith, and myself. And so it really is kind of like you write what you know. And so it's kind of a memoir-esque kind of feel where every chapter is kind of a different essay, really, of um, things that I feel like I've learned over the last 13 plus years of parenting. It's not parenting how-to. It's more of like, oh, I thought I was raising kids and I'm realizing it really, I was raising myself. Like the things that I was working on for them thinking, oh, if they could be a little more courageous, if they could work on their mm. attitude if and you know, going, oh, if I'm wanting these things in the, in my girls, or I'm believing this is true for my girls, then it's true for me too. Or I need to work on that too. And, and I found that as the more I began to work on myself, just the better version of myself began to appear. And that was the gift of, I believe that has been of raising my girls. And so that's what I'm doing now. You had the podcast and then um, writing in the the book. And so that's kind of in a nutshell of, of where I am
0: today. Yeah. I love that. You know, I wanted to talk to you about having, well, you have two girls. I have two girls, mine are seven and 10. So I'm a little bit behind you, but um, I wanted to talk to you about having an 11 year old and 13 year old in middle school, because I feel like so many people are like, okay, enjoy them, you know, when they're 10, because like, Things change when they're 11 or they go into middle school. And I am thinking to myself, oh no. Like, and this kind of goes along with your book, kind of like that worry. Like, did I do everything that I needed to do as a parent? Because now um, my oldest is not going to care what I'm going to say and she's going to care what her friends say. And then did I get everything into her brain that I needed to get into her brain? (laughs) And um, I, I wonder, like, what is your thoughts on that or what has your experience been? And I know that. Different personalities are are different, right? So with you having two, um, is there anything that you can share with us that you kind of are like, yeah, I kind of wish I would have done something different before this mm-hmm. time or you're like, it's not as bad or I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I have so many thoughts. okay, I have so I many? Hear. Thoughts. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, I have two totally different personality girls. So I do think that that plays a role into it. Um, one of the things that I think was very helpful for me, I, I haven't necessarily feared this stage, but I think, understanding developmentally what is going on with your your kids when they're entering middle school is super helpful. And that's, that's one of the things I'm so thankful that I was learning so much about that phase before my girls entered it. I, that's something that I would definitely suggest there's so many great resources out there. Um, just a phase.org breaks down every single phase uh, that a kid goes through developmentally.
0: Um, so it's called, you know, just, raise, I'm sorry, just a phase.com. Yeah, okay.
1: I think it's dot org. It might be, oh, you just, know what, it might be.com. com. Uh, now that I think about it, okay. you can check that and put it in the show notes. Okay, but, perfect. Um, yep. and then another one, I, I had the opportunity to host, um, the raising boys and girls podcast for the first two seasons and Those two seasons, those first two seasons, we unpack so much of that, and Mm. I was—I mean, it was just like I was just a sponge, like soaking it all up. Um, And then another for girls specifically, another great resource is called Untangled. Um, It's—I think it's like guiding girls through the seven transitions from childhood to adulthood Mm. by Dr. Lisa Demore, and that was super helpful because, again. You need to know that it's normal. It's not something that we need to fear. But, you know, you kind of go, okay, they're going to go through this weird, weird phase. But it's just a phase. <laughs> yeah. And, and but at the same time, you know, I have two different girls. And, and what my oldest, I feel like she's been 13 since she was two. So I'm like, I feel like we've been <laughs> in this phase. We, my husband and I joke, we're like, uh, it's a phase called life. Like, this is just keeps going. Um, And then my youngest is like, she started like probably around 10, but for sure as she has turned 11, and like she gets into it and we're like looking like, who is this person? Like what? But I feel like that it just is helpful to go. This is what's going on. This is what's going on with their brain. This is what's going on with how they view friends. Um, and that has really helped me to, sometimes I don't show up as my best self. Sometimes I do not show up with empathy first, but sometimes I do. And those are the moments that I go, okay, like, Okay, I, I just need to be a safe place for them to land. So it's not like you'll never have a relationship with them in these years. It's just, it's just it's different. And it comes in these waves. And um, you know, my daughter can, you know, push against me so much. Like I am the wall that she has to push against, which I do not like. And it's sometimes it's very hurtful. Um, but then I just keep having to show up. And I think that's a piece of advice that just keep showing up. Like I think that that is maybe the greatest act of love a parent can do is to just keep showing up and the times where they do want to talk, you Mm -hmm. know, where they, where they do choose you over their friends, like just soak it up, like lap it up. yeah. And, And it may not happen the next day, but, um, I don't think it has to be something that we fear. Um, I don't think it's the end, the end of all ends. I think that, um, and that's why I think, those resources, those have all been so helpful for me because it's going, okay, we're going to get through this. Like, these are those moments. I can almost identify them. And it helps to have, you know, somebody that you can lean on, whether that's your partner or a friend. Right. You know, I have a, 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 you know, my husband, he'll like, something will be happening with my girl. and She'll be ramping up and he'll look at me and he'll shake his head and he'll say, don't get on the train, meaning the crazy train. He's like, don't hop on. Like she wants you to hop on this crazy train (laughs) or don't do it. Don't do it. Or I have a friend who I'll text her and I'm like, oh my goodness. She's like in her room and and she'll like, she's like, Sarah, she's probably not doing meth in her room. I think you're going to be okay. Like like she's like, she's just being a normal, like 13 year old. Yeah. yes, it's going to be okay. So yes. that, I, I, you know, read up, know that so that you know what's normal and that you're normal and your kid is normal and it's just a phase and then have somebody to, to lean on during that
0: time. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me is friends going into middle school. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, did your girls like just kind of have their friends from elementary? Did they, well, your your youngest just went into middle school, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, your older so, one. Yeah.
1: So or, my older one, it was interesting. Okay. She basically made all new friends. All new friends? Okay. Um, she had one friend that yep. she had been friends with from kindergarten, you know, and they remained close, but they, I think they had one class together mm. um, in, in sixth grade and that was it. And then wow. they didn't have any in seventh grade. And then we moved to a whole new city when yeah. she was in eighth grade, I had to right. start from scratch. I see. Um, and I think that is one of the things that I've, that I saw that was interesting that you know it's such a normal we can look back and and trace our friendships over the years and you yeah. can even see the friends that you had in high school maybe most of them lingered off when you went to college and so on and so forth and i think that is very true with our kids when they transition to middle school that they they may stay close to you know a handful or one um but it's very normal that they're going to kind of make new friends and this is a, a kind of a clean slate for them to get to you know, see who, and this is, they're asking these questions. These middle schoolers are going, who am I in this state? Like Mm. that's the stage of where they're trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. And so it makes sense that they're kind of even gaining new friends because, well, who am I? Like, is this the kind of person I am? That's such a normal stage of development for them at that time that I do think that sometimes friends just kind of roll over
0: into new, new things um, at that stage too. Yeah, that is a good point. I was going to ask you, you know, having girls and also just thinking about like body image and, you know, being Mm -hmm. careful with that. So I lost over 50 pounds in 2019. And so my girls don't, they don't completely remember that. And I didn't talk a lot about it because I didn't want to make a big deal about, about it. Like it's it's like a fine line of trying to figure that out, mm-hmm. especially with girls. Um and I'm wondering since your girls are a little bit older and you know, now that they're noticing maybe their bodies more, I've noticed my ten year old kind of making comments and she's not even she's tall and she's thin and I and I'm mm-hmm. I'm just like kind of shocked. Like they are not built like me. They're built more like my husband. So I like was more short and curvy and So I'm like looking at her thinking, what, like, what is she even noticing? Because I look at her and think she's tall and lean. And so that. so then I'm like, okay, so how do we like navigate this? Like we want to be healthy. And like, if, if I wanted to lose some more weight or I'm trying to get stronger, or I do want to look nice in my clothes. (laughs) And
1: Mm -hmm. then you're also
0: trying to be like, um, trying to be a good influence for them. Right. So, um, one thing that my 10 year old keeps saying to me, she's like, I guess everybody is just wearing crop tops lately. Right. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. So <laughs> I wasn't like, I'm not paying attention. She's paying attention that yeah, and it's probably younger girls wearing it. She's like, she has said this to me, I think five times in the past two weeks. So wherever we are, she's like, everybody just wears like crop tops, uh, crop tops. They're all showing yes. their stomachs. Their belly. And I'm like, oh gosh, not saying that she wants to do that, but I kind of get stuck on like, what, what am I even saying? What am I even doing? Do you have any thoughts like on all of this, especially because yours are 11 and 13?
1: Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And and I have a history of eating disorders. Um, and, and so that has been very much, um, on the front part of my mind, raising girls and I've worked hard to not talk about weight. yeah, Um, to not, you know, to not use the word, like I'm on a diet yep. or, um, cause there's definitely seasons where like I've, you know, needed to lose some weight. Sure, like, I'm, right. like I don't want to go by I I can't afford to go buy new clothes. I need to you know I've gotten a little out of control on these. Let's yeah. back, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, right. Um. And so, I you know I, I but they hear it, they hear it. You know I yes. can remember my, one of my girls coming home from school and being like, "Did you know that there's you know I don't know 120 calories oh, in a yes pint of milk? Um, oh, you know, that, that They were all. I was like, "How did yes. you know? Like, oh, we all sit around the lunch table and yep. talk about calories, like how oh much calories gosh, are. Worth. I know. You know, like yeah. So I feel like the best part to do is just to continue to model like, what healthy looks like. Like, they see me taking walks. They see me, you know, I'm now working out with a trainer because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, 42 did a number on me. So let's go meet with a
0: trainer. <laughs> and coming out of COVID.
1: You know, it, <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, well, it's not, I haven't I've yet to say I need to lose weight. It's like, well, I, I want to get stronger. Right. Like, I'm getting Healthier. older. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, using that those kind of words um, and being active. And then the hard thing is, like, trying not to monitor food. Like our meals are healthy, what we make. And then I have like a snack basket and they get yeah. to have snacks and they're definitely not healthy. They're whatever, you know, right. And, and letting them just eat those things and not try to be like overbearing about it. Right. So that there is a balance for their going. It's not that I never get to eat the, you know, Pringles or yes. whatever, you know. Um, and as far as clothing, that's, that's one of those things where it's tricky, and everybody has a different um, a different view on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't know that there's you know a right or a wrong. Um, but man, my oldest loves a good crop top. I'm telling you, <laughs> she loves it. She wants yeah. that's like I'm like, can you pick a shirt that like covers Comes your full body? Like yeah, you like you know. And there's no, it's like the, right now it's like the worst fashion around. Like, I don't oh, know yeah. if you remember the nineties, the nineties were awful. Yeah. I hated the fashion in the nineties mm-hmm. and that's where we're at. Yeah. So she's either in like oversized, like huge clothes shirts or yeah. crop tops. Like, yeah. I don't know what's from one to but, the other. Yeah. Um, I keep trying to, cause I'm like, I don't want to, for me, I, I carry some baggage from even the way that I was raised, um, in certain faith environments where mm-hmm. like there's this big thing about modesty and that you, you know, you know, everybody you're in control of what everybody else thinks. And, and I've really just wrestled with a lot of those things and trying to go, I want my daughter to be confident in who she is and, and what, whatever size she is and whatever style that happens to be. And I'm trying to let her to give her enough rope to figure it out. Yeah. Um, for herself versus me telling her what's, what's appropriate, what's not. And now clearly like there's some things like she wanted to wear, oh gosh, there was some crazy top and I put it on. (laughs) And I was like, no, like you literally like that, like you, you're still, this is when she was 12. I was like, you're still 12. Yeah. Like you, that you look a little bit like 17. So let's just dial it back a little bit, you know, like I'm okay with this style crop top. Let's like, you know, like kind of trying to not make clothing a battle. Yes. Um, and And, and I I see she's, she's working it out and she's figuring it out. And, and so, like I said, there's no right or wrong. It's such a hard, it's just one of those things that it's a tension that we have to manage just Mm -hmm. because it's a tension doesn't make it wrong or bad tensions are there because we need to manage it. Like it makes us think it, it makes us better. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just not easy navigating that whole body image stuff
0: with our girls. Yeah. Have you, have, have any of them said anything about weight or anything like that?
1: No, no. They've like, it's been, they've never, like the, my girls still, and I love this so much. They still view like sizes that they wear or weight as like growing up.
0: Like, yes. oh my yep. goodness,
1: I now weigh a yes. hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Like, they're right. so excited to get to those numbers. Growing. Yes. Correct. And yeah. so um, I'm just super thankful that if they're in like a, you know, a, a large, you know, my youngest yeah. is in like 10, 12 or whatever. Yep. Size, and she's like, oh, yeah. Like, she's so excited about it because that means yeah. I'm she's getting growing bigger. Up. I'm, yeah. Yes. Yep. So I'm super thankful for that. But there's times where they'll sit and you know how we all sit and our yes. thighs like yep. smush out. Yep. And they'll be like, oh, my gosh, my leg looks so big. and yep. they're, and I. Sometimes and for the most part I'm like reading the room and and it hasn't fully sounded like I need to do something about that. It's more of like but it's like oh yeah that's totally normal. All all of our legs do that when we like lie flat. Yeah. 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 Um so so that you know it was helpful for me for someone who had such issues with mm. um with body um I took my oldest to Old Navy must have been last year to get new jeans and 'Cause she had now transitioned out of kids and mm, she needed yes. to wear like women's clothing. Yep. And it was such an interesting moment for me, Amber, because she was trying on like I was like, Well, I don't know what size you are. Like, are you right. a two? Are you yeah. a four? So we got these. And like she put on like these jeans and I and I stared at her and I was like, Oh my gosh, I've been trying to wear a size four jean that my twelve year old fits
0: in. Oh, for, interesting. Like, Yes. For how
1: many years have yeah. i been trying to like, she has a like tweens body. Yeah. You're trying to dress like a and 13 try- year old
0: mm-hmm. and right. wondering why you're not it. achieving that.
1: <laughs> yes. And I'm wondering why my 40 something year old body doesn't yeah. look like a 12 year old body. <laughs> it was one of those where it was such a crazy, like eye opening. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. That it's yeah. okay
1: that I look like a mom. Yeah. It is okay that like I have given birth and I'm in my forties. And it is not easy that it, some days I accept that a lot easier than others. But in that moment, it was a really good thing for me to see to go. Yes, my twelve year old is fitting into jeans that I'm trying to fit into,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, you think about even very small women because I know very tiny women who have had children that could be a two. But I think Mm -hmm. they probably could honestly be wearing kids clothing before they had kids, you know. So it's kind of like you have to know, like, where did these people all start from? Because I always say that to my sister that it's like all these women that are very, very tiny. I think if you went back, they probably struggled with being very skinny, like that people probably Mm -hmm. made fun of them for. Um, Like they maybe called them olive oil, you know, from Popeye and yes. just like being like, like stick legs. And then them having kids is what kind of helped them get a little bit of curve and all that. So then people who were already curvy, like me, and already kind of looked like a woman once I hit puberty, it's like I really kind of had to battle that because... I wasn't super skinny and I wasn't super tall and all that kind of stuff. So I do, I do think that kind of gives you perspective a little bit, like knowing where did you start, you know, and then also you're now trying to get into the same size jeans that your daughter's in (laughs) and your daughter is young, hasn't had kids and. (laughs) And, uh, and so I think that kind of helps you not, not that there's anything yes. wrong with women being in a size two or four or zero, uh, cause there, there is plenty of women out there. Um, right. but knowing yourself and where you've yes. come from.
1: Well, and I will say too, there's a lot, um, of moms that I've spoken to that have a lot of anxiety and fear for their girls. Cause maybe they're girls like what you just described yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I was that way as a tween, as a, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old. Um, I was heavier and curvier and I was short. And so, yeah. and, and that's the, I mean, I started eating disorders when I was, mm. um, nine, 10 years old, fourth grade. Wow. And, um, and so we straight, I've, I've talked to other moms who are like, they're so afraid and they're like, but should I like try to like get her to exercise more? Should I try to like get her to like not eat certain things? And I think the best thing that I don't, and again, I am an I'm no expert. I'm, this is my own story. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like for me, once I hit like seventh grade, mm-hmm. I lost thirty pounds. Now, granted, I was also like working, I was doing all these things, but at the same time, your bodies, their bodies change. Like it will yeah. naturally like change when they hit puberty, mm-hmm. and then they have a few more growth spurts. Like when they're in that like tween to early yes. teen, yes, it's it's like it's kind of like just just keep waiting and just, it's like they get wider
0: and they don't grow yet. Yes. 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 You got to give
1: it time. Yeah. Yeah. A
0: friend said that to me about her son. She was like, he was kind of getting overweight and he was like getting wider. But then the next year he shot up and then, then got really thin. So I think it's that in between, because I do want to ask you this, especially because you had an eating disorder, moms that are having, especially with girls, but this could apply to boys, but for girls specifically, you know, say they have the tummy and they're carrying that extra weight and you're kind of like nervous that they're going to get made fun of, that they're going to struggle with this. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them, those moms, because like what triggered you to start the eating disorder, especially that young? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's exactly that. A girl called me fat at a pool party oh.
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and I was new to the to the school we had just moved to that oh, city, and yeah. I was invited to a party, and then everybody laughed, so immediately mm-hmm. you're like, Oh oh like, yeah, well, we don't want that to happen again, like yes. so I guess my sense of belonging mm-hmm. is established by whether I am fat or not, right um, and so I, I feel like it's one of those where like it is you want to fix these things for your daughters we want we all like any pain that our children go through we our initial rea- reaction is to fix, yes and and some of these things, um, you just can't. There, n- you. It is not your place to fix. And mm. and the thing that I'm learning is that empathy needs to be our first response, and to be a safe place for them to land, and to know that with you, there's always a sense of belonging mm. that is not a prerequisite of how you look or yeah. how you act, or right. Think or believe, and um, that you that they you are a safe place, and that you can meet them. And go. Oh, you know, that is so, that is so hard. That's so sad. Like, I hate that for you that me too. I've had to, you know, like that is just, people can be mean and that hurts and I love you. Like you are just like, let's, you know, and, and, and incorporate healthy living. Like we said, like my, like, let's go for a walk. Let's, you know, without it being like, you know, let's go on a diet. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) Right. Um, but learning is really hard for me. I I'm such a fixer. Um, mm-hmm. I want to go to a three step process. If yeah, there's anything wrong, <laughs> let's break it down. <laughs> that, yes, that's my first step. Um, but for me, like really learning how to react with empathy first, and because sometimes my my solution might just make the problem worse. Like maybe to them, they're not even connecting the dots yet that this is like an identity thing oh, or this is yep. You know what I mean? Like we are, it's really easy, especially those of us who have had any kind of, um, hard things with this. We feel, we, we want to project what we felt onto them. And so that's why, you know, my, usually my solution is like, well, what would I, you know, what would I do now for little Sarah versus Mm. what is my daughter feeling from this? Let me just sit with this for a little bit and continue to just show up and be safe and show love and, um. And that's it's, it's not easy. It is not easy watching,
0: you know, your child be hurt. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. I was going to ask you, did you tell your mom that, like, what happened at that pool party?
1: Yeah. Um. So and 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 she and my mom, she talks about how she, what if she's like, I probably did the wrong thing, and we d- we started dieting. Like I started, you know, oh, I think it was okay. the Head metabolism diet. And the Hill- I've never heard. You of know, <laughs> right. I know, it such a like nine probably what late 80s or early 90s diet that's funny um you know we I mean like to the point where like we we I just laughed about this with her Mm -hmm. the other day like that we went to Wendy's we used to always go to Wendy's Sunday nights
0: after Mm -hmm. church yeah
1: and my brother was like he was older and he was stick thin like straight legs of course no courage right Mm -hmm. and so I'm sitting there at Wendy's he's eating like a frosty and I've got a baked potato yeah and I remember taking a spoonful of that baked potato and like pulling the spoon back and flipping it at him. Like we still laughed at that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I was so angry. I'm like, yeah. why am I having to eat this baked and potato you can have a frosty? As a 10 year old, like a child. Yes. Like yeah. what child doesn't want a frosty? You know? Yep. Yep. I have yet to meet them. Um, so so she did and she, you know, so but but again, she was like, I just was trying to help you. I had of no course. idea yes. that it would snowball into this thing. Um, you know, for like 10 years, I just, you know, tried everything. Um, it was such an obsession to get there. Um,
0: so yeah, it's just, it's, it's good to know when you, when people have gone through that and to kind of like look back and, um, you know, we're getting close to the end, but I wanted to ask you if like looking back at that situation, like, what do you think, I know you just kind of said what you would want to tell your daughters and stuff like that. Um, but what if you were to have come home and, and you were like, I want to go on a diet? Like if you would have said that to your mom and then also thinking, and like, if your daughters were to say that to you now, like, how would you probably handle that knowing what you went through for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would, I think I would lead with questions.
1: I I really, one of the things that I feel like I've learned the most um, is to be curious. And so I feel like I would start asking questions. Why, why do you feel like you need to go on a diet? Mm. Well, why do you think that they said this or why, why do you think that that, do you think that that's true? Do you think that that, um, do you think you can't make friends if you're Mm. this size? Like really trying to ask questions. Um, I think would be the probably the my response to them in return and, and then just try, hopefully through those questions, start to with, with empathy. Like I would probably share some of my story, um, with my girl, my girls, um, I, first time I told my oldest about being called fat, she was 10. So she Mm. was fifth grade. She was your daughter's age. And, um, and she had been, she was at a party and this girl who'd just been perpetually mean to her since Mm. like second grade like was there and I picked up Sinclair and I noticed that she was like not herself. Yeah. And so um, she was clingy and I was like, okay, like she's like, can we go? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) And we get in the car and she's like telling me what happened. And I was like, and and I said, you know, I said, I had a similar girl like that growing up. I said, and she called me fat when I was at a party and I, and I just, and she was like, are you serious? Oh, Mm. Like, and it gave her a chance to like, Mm. okay, I'm not the only one that's dealing with this kind of person. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then it kind of snowballed from there of what the advice that, you know, we kind of talked through of how to deal with that kind of person. But, um, but I feel like being able to share parts of you because you're, you're just as human as they are. Yep. And I think that's going back to kind of some of this raising tweens and Mm -hmm. early teens, these years that we were talking about, remembering that, they're a human and that you're a human. And it's been helpful for me to think back, like kind of what we're you're asking about this, like mm-hmm. what me as a 13 year old, yeah, what was I like? What was I thinking? What did I need? And also, and then so it helped me to humanize my daughters even in that way of remembering, okay, like they're going to get through this. And what is a great way to show up in this moment, remembering how you felt and what you needed in those, those years. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I think I would start with questions and and empathy, and and hopefully be able to, through that, talk about you know where belonging comes from and love and you know performance you know um, performing for acceptance and love and fitting in and you know um, and just reminding just again be in that safe place for them there they there's a lot that they are like figuring out especially in that time frame they're going through so much Mm -hmm. and so
0: just being that safe place for them i feel like is the is where where it's at yeah that makes so much sense and i think this will help a lot of women cuz i think there's just you're you're kind of nervous on what to say to your mm-hmm. daughter about um like anything with and especially with weight or if they come to you and you're kind of like oh i don't want to say the wrong thing i don't want to respond you know not in the best way and uh in kind of goes back to your mom, you know, how she's like, well, maybe I didn't handle that. And then I always just think, well, we're all trying to do things the best that we can, you know? And so. um,
1: And one of the things I just thought of when you were talking is I, I, I've learned in this part of life as I'm still working through, Mm -hmm. you know, body things is um, I've tried to love, learn to, to love and like my body Mm -hmm. and starting to refer to her as like her and she, like, yeah. Like uh, like this is like in your body is for you. And yes. you know, this is this body, like I try to, and I think this, these are lessons that you know to teach my girls, like, gosh, you're so strong. Like, look, your legs have carried you this mm. far. Like my body delivered two girls, like yeah. and recovered from two C sections. And yep. you know, you can do like walking through all the good that your body has done for you. Um, that has been helpful. Um, because again, it goes back to, you were saying, saying, this is what triggered it in my mind of being so critical. And so I feel like when my girls, whether they're saying, Oh, I'm the worst, whatever reframing those shame statements you are not the worst, like, don't, you know, talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend, you know, be kind to yourself, like learning to, to, those are all things that help you. I think a lot over time to really learn, to love your body and to love yourself better, Um, is removing that critical speak um, about yourself and really trying to just go, you know, love her. Like, she has been good to you. Like, she is strong. Um, You know, like, she is able. Like, I'm just so thankful that my body is able. Like, you know, I I can do these weights or I can do this walking or I can do this whatever because my body is able. And learning to see the good in those
0: things and helping our girls see that, um, I think is such a good thing to do from an early age. Yeah. I love that. And when you're talking about working out, like my girls have seen me working out. So when I started at my heaviest, that was so hard and it was so humbling. And they saw me, um, once it was summer, i started in February. So I had lost like maybe 20 pounds, but twenty 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 five, 2025, which is a good amount, but still like, I still had to lose more, but they were able to see me do things. And, and I was able to say to them, like, I'm getting stronger. Like you, it may, it may be hard for me, but it doesn't mean that I just stop doing it. Like I'm just getting stronger. And I think that's the thing that I've really have focused on with the girls is to kind of just think what's going to, you know, make us feel the best. What's going to make us feel like stronger, you know, like how can we move faster if that's what you want to do, like lift things up and all that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, I I think that all makes sense. And I think that was very helpful. And I think that will help a lot of moms because I think as we're going into those tween years um, and teenage years, you're just kind of, I think you kind of panic going. I, mm-hmm. I I hope I don't screw this up, you know, because right, right. you don't you don't want your child to have an eating disorder and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you feel a lot of pressure to be that person to make sure it doesn't happen, you know. And so mm-hmm. this was helpful, but um, I could keep talking to you, Sarah, but I, I do need to call <laughs> it. And it was so much fun to have you on this show. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank
1: you for having me. This is such a thoughtful conversation. I'm so thankful for it.
0: Hey, you guys, I just want to remind you, if you are interested in working with me as a weight loss coach, I would love to help you. If you feel like you're not being able to be consistent or be committed uh, to your goals, I would highly recommend that you consider signing up uh, to coach with me uh, because if you're struggling to stay on a diet or you feel like you're just never going to get it and you're just like is this ever going to work for me? That tells me that you need to learn the skills of, you know, emotional confidence and mental flexibility, and also just really being in tuned with your body. And these are the tools that I can teach you and help you with. So if you are looking to change your life and you're looking to love your body, as you lose weight, I want to invite you to a 30 minute free consultation with me. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, go to the coaching tab, find a time that works for you and set that appointment up. Also, if you have any questions, you can email me at amber at com. All right, you guys see you next week.